Hi, it's Kenzie. Hi, it's Emma. And, and this, this is, is The Glue Stick. Stick. The Glue Stick is a student-created podcast that aims to create community ties with small businesses and influential members of, of the Jackson community. This podcast is entirely produced by Jackson High School students. We're here today with Mr. Victor Shiro, owner of Vito's Espresso on Wildwood Avenue. So how are you today? I'm really good. How are you ladies? Good. Um, so I guess our first question is, is, how did you get started in business? Good question. So I, um, I was working in another field for, oh, 25 or 30 years. Um, my wife and I were traveling evangelists and um, we were working at a camp this particular five, six year period. And at the camp, they wanted to start an espresso shop. And I didn't know anything about coffee or espresso except it was better in a French press. And um, I went and I learned how to pull shots and I learned what an espresso machine was and how to use it. And uh, I ran the shop and I enjoyed it and I thought one day I'd really like to do this out in the world instead of in a camp setting and that happened in 2016. So what made you come to Jackson deciding here? <laughs> That's another good question. So um, we looked at three locations in the United States. We looked at Champaign, Illinois, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Jackson. Champaign, because I have a son and his wife and two grandkids there. Uh, Jackson, I have a son and his wife and 2.5, excuse me, 1.5 grandkids <laughs> here. And then Cheyenne, I just love it. We lived there for two years and it was way too short. And we do have another son out west. So we, um, we looked at all of those places and the other two places both had third wave coffee shops already. And we thought the competition might be too stiff for a couple of noobs. So we came here where there is no third wave coffee. So have you had any hardships since you've opened or like throughout the process of opening? I think it's safe to say yes. If, if I call it hardships, it sounds like I'm a drama queen. <laughs> But the, the difficulties, I think, um, when I was, my, my sister's a bookkeeper, she lives out in New Jersey, and uh, we, we had talked um, years ago about me opening a business, and I said, yeah, I think I can do it for $20,000, because I have some of the equipment. And she says, oh, you think you can do it for 20? Get 40. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. And now that I was into it at that point, when, when this revelation came, um, I was in the middle of opening and I, I, I'm looking back and I'm like, dang, she was right. Because I'm burning through the money. When you open, you just, you just, it's, you bleed money. It's and, hard to make a profit at first. You have to wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's profit? What's a paycheck? Um, we're doing okay, but uh, I would say money was definitely one of the hardships. Uh, timing. Yeah, because you've got to, uh, well, just like with the, the health department, you've got to wait and wait and wait. 
and you've got to get one thing in place before another happens and sometimes you got to wait for that one thing and yeah so timing and money so going back to what you were saying about competitions in the other locations have you had that with like starbucks tim hortons maybe jackson coffee yes and no um i said that we didn't have any third wave coffee companies in the area so Technically, we don't have competition, but there's still coffee shops. So where does the competition come from? So basically, uh, it's it, it, educating people on who is, uh, uh, well, on what they're drinking and why you want this instead of what those guys provide and what, not that mine is better or worse or theirs is better or worse it's different it's more unique I mean you can get third wave coffee anywhere as long as there's a coffee shop that provides third wave coffee and Jackson now has one so uh, what is third wave coffee is your next question right I knew it Uh, so third wave coffee If you think about first wave coffee as coffee is just a commodity, it's coming over on whatever ship, um, from wherever it came from, in whatever state it is, whole bean, roasted, green, uh, ground, not ground, who roasted it, who grew it, where it came from exactly, we don't know. We just, here's coffee, we consume it. Second wave, companies like Starbucks, Big B, um, company called Gloria Jeans was oh, big a while yeah. back. I, my dad's from Pakistan and the Gloria Jeans is there. Is over in Pakistan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So all of those coffee companies would be second wave, which they're just bringing um, specialty coffee, gourmet coffee. And now you know the country it comes from, probably not the region, probably not the farm, Uh, don't know or care who roasted it necessarily, but you can get a specialized drink. Third wave, you know where the coffee came from, the region, you might even know who the farmer was, you know who your roaster is, I can tell you when my coffee was roasted and by whom. Not just the company, but I can give the guy's name. And I can go visit him if I want to because he's only over in Bay City. Um, And he can tell me all about the farmer if I wanted to know about the farmer. And now you come here and I will prepare your coffee and have a chat with you about it over coffee. Um, think of it as the difference between craft beer and Budweiser. Which is really easy for a lot of people to understand. Exactly. And I just like the entire like, personality of it. It's like you know who it is, you know where it's from. It's really, really cool. Right. So you don't know that a lot with a lot of today's products. Exactly. Pretty much anything, really. Yeah. Why Vitos? Because your name... The last name isn't, so we wanted to know the story behind the name, if there was one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my grandmother had spoke broken English. She's from Italy, 
and uh, lived, as far as I knew, lived in Brooklyn, but she, she migrated here, immigrated, whatever the word is, <laughs> from Italy. And um, when she would get cross with me, she would uh, get short, and instead of saying Vic or Victor, she'd say Vito, with the scowl and everything in place. So that was just a little nod to my grandma. I like that. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah, and Vito is short for Victor. That's something I just found out not too long ago. So, yeah, it made sense. Um, and espresso uh, in the name because all of our drinks, uh, the majority of our drinks, start with espresso as the base. So if that's not good, how's the rest of the drink going to be? We don't, our aim is not to cover up the drink with milk and sugar. Yeah. If, if you want a, a latte or a cortado or a cappuccino, you can have those and it'll still be good because the base is good, the espresso is good. So when you were designing Vito's, did you have a specific target demographic in mind or just designed it for everyone? That's a great question. I don't know. The way you asked the question, did I design it for a particular demographic? The idea of having millennials in here is definitely here. Um, we, this, this is more designed out of our, our heart and our uh, passions and our likings. Uh, we, you've been into coffee shops that are uh, stainless steel and white. Yeah, that's cold, and that ain't me. In it. Yeah, I mean it's it's very clean, and you can tell if it's dirty, yeah. but that ain't me. So all of this warm wood and the warm green and leather couch, soft seats, that's us. Other than like the really inviting atmosphere, how yeah. do you get people to come? Like, do you do fun things? Like I've noticed the artwork before when I've been here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we are just starting doing uh, music on Saturday nights. Really? Yeah, yeah. We had our first one the twenty eighth of April, and that was uh, Parallax Noise. They used to be a local group, and they moved to Indiana. And they came back for a show. Yeah, we got to meet them uh, in 2016 when we were doing a pop-up. And we thought, hey, we should have you over. And they said, yeah, you should. And it happened. So we're looking to do that on a monthly basis. But we're, we're looking for um, established groups and maybe groups from out of the area. So Like look new for interests, drawing more people. Exactly. Yeah. So, since this is from like a class, um, we were wondering what courses did you enjoy in school and have any of them helped you with this at all? I didn't enjoy nearly enough courses in school. Uh, yeah, we can all relate. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy school at all. Subsequent to my graduating, I found out, let me see, I had to be in the, uh, I had to be about 20 when I found out that I had ADD and I was never diagnosed because back in the 70s and 80s what's ADD you know then nobody knew nobody diagnosed it uh, I was just I didn't apply myself 
And if I would have just, Victor, if you would just apply yourself, you would do so well. And I'm like, what do you mean, Ma? What? And um, so knowing that I was ADD after the fact of school really gave me a freedom in that, uh, oh, that's what's going on. And then I could start addressing it from then on and then address it with my children because they had it too. So, you know, that it's, it was good at that point. But no, I didn't care for school at all. Um, I really enjoyed... Uh, so after I got out of high school, I took uh, courses at Lansing Community College, as a matter of fact, um, in sound reinforcement. I ate that up. I loved it so much. I would get four points... Because, and that's something I hadn't experienced up to that point. I didn't know what a four point was. Uh, but as soon as you gave me something that interested me so deeply as sound reinforcement, I was like, yeah, I can do this. I didn't mind reading, I didn't mind studying. And until then I hated it. So yeah, I, I didn't enjoy high school at all. What would you say, since you started your business, what would be your favorite part of owning Vito's? The people. That's why I opened Vito's. I um, did um, something called Barista Camp. It's an intensive. Yeah, it's awesome. Which <laughs> <It> sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty cool. But what it really is, is intense. And when you're surrounded, there's this thing called cupping. And what cupping is, is you get six bowls and coffee in each bowl. And you have to prepare it. In, a, in an exacting way, all the same, and then you take this deep bowl spoon and you put a little bit of the coffee in the spoon and you sip it annoyingly through your teeth. <laughs> and you have to learn about where that coffee, uh, well, the different flavors in the coffee. You know, like, do you ever read the coffee notes and it says bursts of cherry? And you taste it and you're like, I taste coffee. Yeah. And you're like, chocolate notes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I taste coffee. Well, so here I am in the room with six people surrounding this table with all these coffee cups there, and I'm under pressure. And after that, I was like, okay, forget it. I don't need this crap. I'm done. And I had already been managing a coffee shop for four years. <laughs> I said, screw it, I'm done. After an hour or so, I was okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was very intense. And what I was reacting to was the, the strong and singular focus on coffee. And that's not what I'm about. I like coffee. I want to teach you about coffee. I want to learn more about coffee. But I, it's not my life. I, I, I would much rather talk to you about you and about your interests than be anal retentive about coffee. So yeah, it's, for me it's about people, about relationships. Thanks for sticking around. Tune in next time for the next episode of The Glue Stick. Contact us at thegluestick.jhs at gmail.com if you or your local business is interested in being featured on our next episode.